Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. People listening live on their local CBS Sports Radio affiliates. People tuned in on the free Odyssey app, A U D A C Y. All my folks listening on Sirius XM Channel 158. And everybody tuned in on a smart speaker. I'm going to be hanging out with you for the next three hours. Our super producer and host, Dave Shepard, he's holding it down in New York City. And right now in Baltimore, Maryland, right off of Pratt Street, the Baltimore Ravens are smacking around the Cincinnati Bengals 27-13. to I wish I could tell you that this game was uh, any type of relevant. It's relevant to the standings. The actual game is just kind of blah because Joe Burrow has not played here in the second half. Joe Burrow had to exit the game in the second quarter with a wrist injury. He threw a touchdown, immediately reached for his, his hand, his wrist, was in pain. He doubled over, went to the back, and he was ruled out of the game by halftime. And so no Joe Burrow here. He is on the sideline right now. He's been looking at the tablet and talking to coaches, but he also has a headset in his ear. And uh, this game is just, I don't want to call it a complete waste of time, but that's what it is. I don't expect the miraculous comeback led by Jake Browning against the NFL's number one defense. Yes, that would happen to be the Ravens as they swarm uh, Jake Browning as I sit here in the studio right now. And so we'll keep you up to date on this game as the, the night continues on. Uh, we've already had plenty, plenty to discuss. First of all, Michigan deciding to end its, its lawsuit, its litigation against the Big Ten. Uh, Jim Harbaugh going to accept his full three-game suspension. He's not going to coach against Maryland. He will not coach against Ohio State in the game next weekend after Thanksgiving. And they pretty much say in a statement that we now want to return the focus to our student-athletes and their performance on the field. In turn, the Big Ten is going to end its investigation into the sign-stealing scandal, but the NCAA is still investigating. But the way the NCAA moves, this might be a year-long investigation. Jim Harbaugh may already quit or be back in the NFL uh, by then. We talked about Carissa Thompson. She's a sideline reporter for Fox, also for Amazon. Uh, She admitted earlier this week that she uh, doesn't tell the truth and or hasn't always told the truth during her sideline reports. 
telling everyone that, yeah, maybe I didn't speak to the coach and saying that she would go and say general things. I spoke to the coach and he said that we need to play hard or things of that nature. And she said, yeah, nobody has really known the difference. And why would a coach call her out? So we've talked about that before we went to break. We heard from Saquon Barkley saying that there is no loyalty in, uh, in football. It's something that he's had to learn as the Giants absolutely suck and as Saquon is staring into the face of free agency. As we do continue on with the show, we'll keep you up to date on this game. We'll talk Baltimore and Cincinnati as Baltimore is looking to really extend its lead here uh, in the AFC North. We're going to get into Shohei Otani and Ronald Acuna Jr. winning MVP. The A's will be moving from Oakland. It's official. Uh, Major League Baseball owners approve them going out to Las Vegas. I do want to mention this before we do anything, though. We talked earlier about Michigan changing its mind, Michigan changing its tune. Initially, Michigan suing to get Harbaugh back onto the field. Harbaugh saying on Monday that he's looking for his day uh, in court in front of a judge to you know, share his thoughts on his hearing. And now they, they don't care anymore, right? Well, it was only two nights ago that Draymond Green was choking the living hell out of Rudy Gobert. And that same night, Steve Kerr spoke. And Steve Kerr basically said that, yeah, well, Draymond Green went out there uh, to stop it, and, and, and he went to go protect Clay Thompson because Gobert was now going after him and putting his hand around his neck, and everybody's just like, Steve Kerr, what the hell are you talking about? Steve Kerr, you must be full of crap yourself. A matter of fact, I want you to hear what Steve Kerr had to say two nights ago. He had listened to this first, and then I want to tell you what he said tonight. Listen to this. There's no way Clay Thompson should have been thrown out of the game. I mean, he's running up the floor, and he, the guy grabs his jersey, and he's pulling on him, and so Clay pulls back. And uh, no way Clay should have been ejected. That was ridiculous. Um, so I was upset about that. And then uh, the Draymond piece of it, um, if you watch the replay, Rudy had his uh, hands on Clay's neck, and that's why Draymond went after Rudy, and uh, that's I saw one replay um, right after it happened. Um, the guys on the back of the bench were telling us uh, <clears throat> that Rudy had Draymond or had Clay, and that's why Draymond went went at Rudy. So that's all I all I know. Um, but it was, yeah, a bizarre way to start the game a minute and a half in. Oh, oh, okay. That that's that's not what happened. And so I guess Steve Kerr saw more replays, and I guess Steve Kerr saw plenty more. We've, we've had enough angles over the past few days. We know last night that Draymond Green suspended five games because of his actions. Well, tonight, the Golden State Warriors are hosting the Oklahoma City Thunder in San Francisco. The Warriors are, or Warriors are getting smacked right now, 59-45. to 45. Oklahoma had 39 points in the first quarter. There is no Draymond Green due to his suspension. There is no Steph Curry. Steph Curry dealing with that knee injury. Score now 62-47. to And before the game, Steve Kerr kind of changing his tune a little bit. He now says in Draymond Green, he took it too far. Draymond was wrong, and he knows that. It's a bad look, and the five games are deserved. Steve Kerr continues on. 
I don't have a problem with Draymond trying to get Rudy off of Clay, but he's got to let go. He hung on for six, seven seconds. It was a terrible visual for the league, for Draymond, and for everybody. He continued on. Draymond has to find a way to not cross the line. I'm not talking about getting an ejection or a technical. I'm talking about a physical act of violence. That's inexcusable. We have to do everything we can to give him the help and assistance he needs, assistance he needs to be able to draw that distinction between being an incredible competitor, but he can't cross that line. He crossed it the other night for sure. Steve Kerr, come on, man. Too little too late now, isn't it? Now you want to say this? I don't think I've ever heard Steve Kerr say anything this 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 straight about Draymond being in the wrong. Because most of the times it's Draymond, you got to worry about him helping you win. I mean, we got a lot of the season left. If we were in the postseason, if we were in the playoffs right now, would we get this much of a condemnation from Steve Kerr? Probably not. He'd say, oh, yeah, it's bad, it's terrible, but you got to walk the line. And so what's going to happen when, when Draymond returns after his five games? Nothing. Because he's been enabled so much with his bad behavior. I mean, the dude basically got a, a vacation in training camp last season after he punched Jordan Poole. And yeah, he cost the Warriors what I think, and most people would say a championship because he got to kick LeBron in the nuts. What punishment has he ever gotten? I mean, we can go through all of the ejections and all of the suspensions, but at the end of the day, it's just like dealing with a kid. If you tell the kid, stop, 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 and you just let him get away with it and you don't punish him, what happens when you actually do it once? It's, it's too late. It's false. The damage has been done. This is not Draymond Green, a young player. This dude is old. Ain't going to be no changing. And they got, what, three more years of him after this? Hey, Shep, how long is it going to take before he kicks somebody else? Man, uh, probably almost as long as it takes to Lamar to get another first down in a rush, which tells you not a lot of time. Draymond gets in trouble again January, right? Well, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say December, Jr. Uh, like, like here's the thing: when they, when they elected to go with Draymond Green over Jordan Poole. Now, granted, there's more guard play than there is forward play on the Warriors, so there's more of a logjam there. But they elected to go with Draymond over Jordan Poole. That was made clear with the contract extension as opposed to uh, the trade. So, yeah, they, they've been doing this forever uh, with Draymond Green. And the reality is, JR, it doesn't help that Draymond Green is one of the most popular players in the NBA because of the green light that TNT gives him and the platform he has with his podcast. Popular and in, in relation to what? In, ge- in general, he's an entertainer. He's a, he's a heck of a basketball player when he wants to play basketball, but he's an entertainer first and foremost. It's just JR. With him, it's a, sh- it's a show out there. Yeah. I don't know if I want to call—what did you call him? He's an entertainer. Oh, but you—did you say popular? He, he is one of the most popular individuals in the NBA. Yeah. 
When, uh, when you combine but, all that he does regarding po- the sport. Popularity by, what, amongst fans? Yeah, or yeah. I, I mean, you could say you could call, you could could call say the term maybe is polarizing. Okay, yeah, you go. I'll Fair enough. That. Okay, so he's one of the more yeah. polarized, but he's all, but he's so, all, like, 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 JR, if, if you mention five names right now and you want to elicit a certain amount of reaction from your fan base, who are the names? LeBron, uh, Giannis, I would say Victor at this point, KD, Kyrie, Harden, and then Draymond. Like, is there? I would say Draymond's. So he's one of the top ten names you put out there, and he's going to get a reaction one way or the other. Well, he's yeah, he's one of the most famous dudes in the league right now. Correct. And it's it's not for good reasons that you know it's, and that's why he's gotten away with this for so long. And we talked about it because of of the winning. That's it. Like if if you win in, in professional sports. If you're contributing to winning, the leash is longer. That's just what it is. And we've had these comparisons before, and when it comes down to them as players, I don't think there is any type of comparison outside of them being polarizing. We've gone through this with with, uh, Dennis Rotman. You know, this man wouldn't be in the NBA if he didn't have a motor unlike anybody else and if he wasn't on the Chicago Bulls. Like and under what? But at the same time, under what, under what other circumstances would a guy be dating Madonna? Would a dude be running around with a book? It's it's winning. That's it. If if you're Draymond Green, I'm not saying he's following the the the, the formula of a Dennis Rodman, but he's able to do a lot of this because of the winning. If Draymond Green spent the last, I don't know. Eight years, nine years, ten years playing for the, the Pistons? What man? He'd just be just be another guy. If he was on the Orlando Magic, he'd just be a guy. JR, we've seen Draymond and when he's the vocal point of a team, when Steph Curry's not available, when Clay Thompson he didn't play, is out he's hurt. For the he was hurt too. Right, right. But when Draymond is the guy, his team sucks. Like well, he, no, he's a complimentary player. Yeah, I don't think there's a way for him right. to be the guy. No, and but Jared, in fairness, do you think you're taking a little bit of a shot at Rodman the worm by comparing him to Draymond Green as as players? Oh, I said there's no comparison. Okay, okay, okay. That's good. That's where I, I, that's where I thought I want to clarify because I said you and that I both very know clearly. you did because that, you did. I, I, I said apologize. There's no comparison good. between them as players. Good, so good, 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 good. Because he is maybe the greatest defensive player this game has ever seen. Yeah, so I said there's Good. there's no comparison between them as players. Copy that. I said outside of being polarizing. Gotcha. And I said he's also the reason why, you know, he garnered a lot of the attention that that he got because he was a he was a winner. That's it. He contributed to winning everywhere he went. Yeah, everywhere. well, outside of Los Angeles, they didn't want him. But uh, true. But he was old and, and well past his prime at that point. That man was still grabbing 16, 17 <laughs> rebounds. I'm not surprised. He Dennis Rodman is a unique case. I, I don't know what is in his, inside his chest, but that guy's heart has to be, I, I don't know, there's something different physically about him. Like, I'm sure if you ripped open Dennis, he has a lot of Ric Flair in him. Like, he's a superhuman. Like, Ric Flair literally died. His body, his body basically shut down. And somehow, someway, Ric Flair is still here. Dennis Rodman is a different human being. To have his stamina and his energy and his strength, 
makes makes no sense or made no sense. And uh, yeah, we we haven't seen a player like him uh, since he he called it a wrap. And I don't think we ever will see a player like him. But his winning and his contributions to winning got him an address, got him selling books, got him partying, got him dating Madonna, had him doing this. Yeah, Draymond Green ain't out here dating celebrities. I think he's married to a uh, a former model. Draymond is. I think he has kids. Good for him. He got a podcast, got a contract with TNT, and it's all from all from winning. He needs to give a commission to Steph Curry. He really does. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Right now, the Ravens. I was I was hoping this was going to be a great game, but it's not. Ravens beating the Bengals right now, 34-13. to 13. Almost three minutes left in this one. The game can't end fast enough. We'll talk about the game when it's done. Hopefully, we get an update about Joe Burrow and his hand, his wrist. Lamar Jackson just smiling and happy on the sidelines right now. Lamar trying to win another MVP. When we come back from break, I want to talk to you about somebody who won his second MVP tonight. That's Shohei Otani. And the National League winner, he won his first. I'll tell you who it is. Got some MVP talk coming up. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. JR, it's a privilege to speak with you, and uh, it's my first time. And uh, you are a sports encyclopedia. And uh, what I really do like about how you interact with the callers, you put a lot of thought into how you present anything in sports. And I really mean that. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. Hey, congratulations to Jake Browning. He just threw a touchdown. Two-yard touchdown pass to Jamar Chase. Baltimore leads 34-20 to here in the fourth quarter. Cincinnati going for the onside kick that goes nowhere. Uh, we got a minute and seven seconds left in the game. Uh, Baltimore just needs to uh, kind of knee this game out and get the hell up on out of there. This is all that she wrote. Unfortunately, Cincinnati going to fall to 5-5. Five and five. Uh, Baltimore going to improve their record to 8-3 and three as they uh, exert their dominance here on the AFC North. Odell Beckham Jr. already on the sidelines, you know, out of his pads. This game is, is over. And nothing else to see here. Unfortunately, thought this was going to be a good one. Uh, no, no Joe Burrow in the second half. Wrist injury, hand injury. We're going to hear from the players. We'll hear from the coaches. We'll listen to some of the big plays. For what was expected to be a damn good Thursday night matchup between two AFC North foes and rivals. Every game in the AFC North is typically some type of bloodbath. We just get a lot of injuries. And Joe Burrow was even overshadowing the injury uh, to Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews had to leave in the first quarter uh, being tackled in his own red zone or in the red zone. 
uh, out with an ankle injury. And so I'm sure we'll hear some word about Mark Andrews before the show concludes. Uh, we're going to get into Shohei Otani and, and Ronald Acuna. We'll, we'll get to that a little later on in the show. Uh, they win the MVP in the American League and the National League. We do have some callers here. been waiting patiently on the line. It's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. We've talked about Michigan giving up its fight against the Big Ten. Jim Harbaugh accepting his, uh, his suspension. We've talked about Draymond Green, even Steve Kerr now saying that, listen, this man uh, deserving of his five-game suspension. We'll get to the Oakland A's. We'll get into Otani and Acuna. Let's talk to Mark from Nova Scotia. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I just, I just want to talk about Al Michaels for a bit. I I I understand. Uh, like you know, he's getting a, he's been getting a lot of criticism. Um, but I think I think people just need to realize, like the man the man is 79 years old. He's uh, in my opinion, a, well, not just mine, a, a, like a broadcasting legend. I mean, he's 79. Like like put things in perspective. People need to put things in perspective. I mean. Yeah, you know, he was born like when the tide was finally starting to turn for the Allies in World War II. All right, I mean, I think, and yes, he he says he says some things that make me shake my head a lot. But I mean, come on, and, and it's just a sad way Mark, for him to go out. Mark, who who's who's criticizing uh, Al Michaels? I hear a lot of criticism. I can't. Well, I'm, 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 I'm not... asking. I've I've heard I've heard this over the years as well, especially him now having the yeah. Amazon job. But specific to tonight, like, is this coming out of left field? Are you just scrolling on Twitter? Like, where's this coming from? No, I got to be honest. I got bored watching this game, and I guess my mind started drifting. Okay. Well, read a book, Mark. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you for calling from Nova Scotia. Is his mind just started drifting? into Al Michaels. And by the way, the game is a final. Baltimore ends up winning 34-20. to 20. Baltimore improves its record to 8-3. and three. Cincinnati falls to 5-5. Five and five. Uh, What anybody is going to be talking about is, is the status of Joe Burrow and what in the hell is going on with this dude's hand. What's going on uh, with his wrist? He entered the game, or he entered into uh, Baltimore getting off the team bus with a, a wrap or a sling, something uh, a sleeve on his hand, and then he falls on it in the game, able to play, throws a touchdown pass, and after that, he throws a, he throws a pass, and he, he can't throw anymore. You saw the pain. He's doubling over. A matter of fact, let's listen to that play. This is courtesy of the Bengals Radio Network. This is Joe Burrow getting hurt in the second quarter. Joe Burrow is walking into the locker room. They're just showing a picture on the TV screen of Joe Burrow heading toward the locker room. And he tried on the sideline as he was mm. throwing. He His throwing motion, he couldn't finish extending his right arm. The throwing oh motion. So I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's an elbow, a shoulder, what the problem is, but he's struggling for sure. He was really upset as he had the football in his hand, started to do the throwing motion, and grimaced in pain without releasing the ball. And, and now he's kind of grabbing at his left side. I wonder if he's got some sort of an issue with the left side as he tried to follow through. I, who knows? I mean, it's all conjecture and speculation now. And Jimmy Burrow and his mother, Robin, they go to every game. They're in the stands, and Jimmy Burrow's wondering what's going on with his son, Joe, right now, as everybody is. 
Yeah, just just pretty sad. He went into the back, came out at halftime. We learned that he would not be returning to the game, and that that's just a downer. That's just a downer. It's 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 really what it is. Jake Browning plays the whole uh, second half, takes over for Joe Burrow uh, in the second, and now this is it's pretty bad. Cincinnati, they had no T. Higgins out there uh, tonight. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury. Now you got Joe Burrow going down with a, a hand. It's uh, just ugly all the way around. In Cincinnati, I mean, the past couple of seasons, they've started off every year at around 500. They were 5-4 and four last season and 5-4 and four the season before that. We know that they went to the Super Bowl in one of those years. The other two, they went to the, obviously, the AFC Championship game. They're going to be hard-pressed to turn this around. 5-5. Five and five. And I'm no hand wrist doctor. We're going to find out uh, eventually what the real injury here is uh, to Joe Burrow. But at 5-5, five and five, if he has to miss time, they're cooked. I would say that they're already cooked. Baltimore is going to run away with this one. Lamar Jackson and Odell Beckham Jr. getting ready to uh, talk to the good folks at Amazon. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855 for CBS, Odell, I don't want to say still rounding into shape following that uh, ACL tear, second time it's been repaired. Odell tonight, four receptions, 116 yards, longest pass, longest reception, I should say, a 51-yarder. This is Odell's best game so far as a Baltimore Raven. Lamar Jackson continuing to make his case for a second MVP. He passes for 264 yards to go along with two touchdowns. Also, 54 yards on the ground. I would say at this rate right now, this minute, yeah, we, we got more of the season left. But Lamar Jackson is certainly making himself a case for MVP. I also think it's admirable for everyone who's ever talked about him not being able to throw a ball and not being a passer. Uh, Lamar Jackson completing 70% of his passes this season. That's an 8% jump from what he did last year. And God bless him. He's played every game. He's been here for every game. And that's all you want as a Baltimore Ravens fan. Unfortunately, we're going to find out the fate of Mark Andrews sooner than later. As Mark Andrews had to leave the game in the first quarter, uh, tackled in the red zone by the hip, comes down on his own ankle, he lays down on the field, but is able to walk off on his own power. So there might be some type of uh, of sprain there to his ankle, probably a high ankle sprain if I were to play doctor. 855-212-4CBS. Lucas is calling from Maryland. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, how are you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Um, so you were you were just talking about the Bengals starting off slow. Uh, a lot of that had to do with Burrow actually being missing uh, camps those two years too i think one year was a gallbladder and then this year with the cast so um where i'm going with this is that everybody always talks about lamar jackson being injury prone is joe burrow going to be an injury prone quarterback because like you said the Bengals are probably done if he misses any time at all yeah i think they're i think they're done already like i i ain't putting no faith and thank you lucas for calling from maryland i i think they're cooked already Like, it doesn't matter if Joe Burrow was out there tonight or whether he was watching from the sidelines. Like, they're they're 5-5. and 
Am I supposed to believe that they're going to go on one of these streaks and just turn their season around? It's like they've been lucky enough to go to multiple AFC championship games, to go to a Super Bowl. And I'm not going to call that lucky. But what are the odds that y'all are just going to roll the dice and it's going to happen a third time? I mean, if you, you look at their remaining schedule here, Cincinnati, their next game is going to take place against the Steelers. Then they have Jacksonville. They have the Colts. Okay, fine. They have Minnesota. They have Pittsburgh again, Kansas City. And I know Cleveland is also in the toilet right now with no Deshaun Watson, uh, but that defense ain't going to be no, no pushover. And so they just going to beat the living hell out of themselves. If you got to think about their remaining games inside the AFC North, they got to take on Pittsburgh. Let me say it again. They take on Pittsburgh twice, and then they have Cleveland to end the season. Good luck. What's the best-case scenario? That they win, what, one out of two of those games? Am I thinking that they're going to beat Pittsburgh twice? Unlikely. Best bet, I don't know. Can I even say best bet is Cleveland? No, it's they got an uphill climb. I think Cincinnati's just going to have to chalk this up as a loss. Not that they need to listen to me. They're going to go out there and try to play. Joe Burrow might be right back out there on the field. Their next game is November 26th, okay? That's time. So unless he got a a broken bone in there, what have you, I don't know. He may be good to go by the next game, and all might be well in the world, and the Bengals might go on another miraculous run. I ain't counting on it this year. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to get to your calls on the other side of the break. We're going to listen to some of the scores. As the players start to speak, we will hear from them. We're going to get into Otani and Acuna. We'll get into the A's. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey JR, I want to tell you what's so special about your your show, man. You give everybody a chance to get their opinions out there, no matter where they're from. And I appreciate that. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Thursday night football is a wrap. The Baltimore Ravens beat the Bengals 34-20. Joe Burrow exits the game in the second quarter with a wrist injury, and this game was pretty much a sleeper from then on. The NFL, well, at least NFL fans, whether you happen to be a fan of the Bengals, you definitely don't want this, or you just so happen to be me. No dog in the fight, but you want to see a good game. I don't, I don't want to see Jake Browning throwing a football, and, and that's what he had to do for the Bengals after Joe Burrow went down. I want you to listen to some of the play calls, some of these scores, some of these touchdowns. It didn't take long for the Ravens to put a, a, a score up on the board. It started off in the first quarter, about five minutes into the game, Gus Edwards rushing in for a three-yard score putting Baltimore ahead 7 to nothing. This is courtesy of the Ravens Radio Network. 
Lamar from the shotgun. Quick toss. Edwards sweeping to the left side. Puts his shoulder down. He's in. Touchdown. Bus. And the Ravens strike first with 10-0-2 to play in the opening quarter. Bengals are able to kick a field goal in the first quarter. Baltimore now leads 7-3. But then we get into the second quarter. And unfortunately, right after this, Joe Burrow was cooked. But he was able to get the ball to Joe Mixon. And Cincinnati took a 10-7 lead. Take a listen to the good, and then we'll hear the bad. Second and goal from the four as the Bengals try to take the lead for the first time. We've got 5.55 left in the half. Burrow to pass. Quick throw. Mixon catches at the four. Touchdown! Bengals as he got to the pylon before Roquan Smith could bring him down. A four-yard touch pass, a touchdown pass from Burrow to Mixon, who's doing a choreographed dance in the end zone. Yeah, so that's the good. That's the Bengals radio network. But right after Joe Burrow threw that pass, yeah, they, they saw the replay, and it looked good. Listen to the Bengals radio network now talk about the bad. Joe Burrow is walking into the locker room. They're just showing a picture on the TV screen of Joe Burrow heading toward the locker room. And he tried on the sideline as he was mm. throwing. He, his throwing motion, he couldn't finish extending his right arm. The throwing oh motion, so... I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's an elbow, a shoulder, what the problem is, but he's struggling for sure. He was really upset as he had the football in his hand, started to do the throwing motion, and grimaced in pain without releasing the ball. And and now he's kind of grabbing at his left side. I wonder if he's got some sort of an issue with the left side as he tried to follow through. Who knows? I mean, it's all conjecture and speculation now. Jimmy Burrow and his mother, Robin, they go to every game. They're in the stands, and Jimmy Burrow's wondering what's going on with his son, Joe, right now, as everybody is. Well, we know that he was ruled out. He did not return to the game after he exited about uh, six minutes left in the game, in the first uh, half, I should say. Joe Burrow didn't play after that. Jake Browning took over. But before that, the Baltimore Ravens were able to score on two touchdown passes in that second quarter after Joe Burrow went down. That first score, Nelson Aguilar making the score 14-10 to 10 on a reception from Lamar. Both of these scores, the Ravens radio network. Listen. Sean Bateman puts wide left. Isaiah Likely. Jay Flowers wide to the right. Gus Edwards in the backfield. Lamar to throw. Fires down the middle. It's deflected and caught. On the deflection, Nelson Aguilar. 20, 15, 10, 5. He flips in for six. Aguilar on the deflection. Ravens in the end zone. That was right before the two-minute warning. Let's listen to another touchdown. Lamar Jackson connecting with Rashad Bateman. This is about 20 seconds left in the game. Third down and eight from the Bengal 11. Jackson takes the snap. Pocket collapsing. He escapes. Runs to the left. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Rashad Bateman! His first of the year, and the Ravens extend their lead. Yeah, that was in the the first half, I should say. Going into halftime, Baltimore leads 21-10. We saw a bunch of field goals in the third quarter. Heading into the fourth, Baltimore led 27-13. to 13. And then Gus Edwards 
about five minutes left in the game. Three-yard rush, making the score 34-13. to Listen to this. Both teams went to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl. Just saying, they give it to the bus, and the bus rolls in. Touchdown, Ravens. And with 4.49 left to play, the we- haze in the barn. <laughs> and the fans are leaving. Some of them. Beat the traffic. It is a work day tomorrow. But it will be a pleasant work day in Baltimore as the Ravens are going to drop the Bengals to 5-5, five and 0-3 five, oh in the division, 1-5 and five in the conference. And the Bengals will carry huge worries out of Baltimore with Joe Burrow missing the second half with a wrist injury. Yep, and that's all she wrote. The Bengals were able to put up a, a no-nothing touchdown Uh, Jake Browning connecting with Jamar Chase. The numbers or the score will look good for Jamar Chase. I believe that's his fifth touchdown pass of the season. And Jake Browning, let's be real, nobody wants to see him throwing no football. And so the final score, 34 to 20. Everyone will be thinking about the status of Joe Burrow. Uh, The Bengals are not in action again until the 26th of this month. Their next opponent, as they go through... The next uh, game is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Joe Burrow has some time to get healthy unless there's some type of major injury, you know, to his wrist. We saw Mark Andrews go down as well uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. That hasn't been talked about a lot, but that's going to be major. He is a, a huge security blanket and has been for Lamar Jackson since they were both drafted. And he went down early with an ankle injury. And so we'll wait on his status as well. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Lamar Jackson and Odell currently sitting down uh, with Amazon. We'll hear from them. Uh, Jake Browning also spoke as well, talked about replacing Joe Burrow in this game. And so when we get to things on the other side of the break, on the other hour, the next hour, we'll start to hear from some of the players. But let's hear from you. 855-212-4CBS. Eric is calling from Texas. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Eric? Hey, what's going on, JR? How are you? Good. Hey, I, I agree with uh, Mom Spaghetti, Marco Belletti. I think that uh, this sideline reporter, I think all the other ones got to come after because you think about this. You think Calvin Ridley, he got suspended for one year, and everybody was thinking, oh, it's because he's making the game seem fake. Well, the old school folks, and I, I'm 49, so I'm not this old, but the ones that want to see fighting in the NBA, they hate protecting the quarterback rules, all this and that. They're old school. They're gonna. I don't. They gotta. The other sideline reporters, they gotta defend themselves because they don't want the game to seem fake. What do you think about that? I don't think it's a matter of the game seeming fake. It's it's a report, so I don't think it's an indicator about uh you know the the, the integrity of the game. I think there's a massive difference between the action on the field versus what a reporter says. So I don't know if I'd file those in the same category. Okay. I just thought it was stupid that they got Ridley for a year because he made the game seem like it was fake. Well, he's, he's actually, he's actually, and thank you, Eric, for calling from Texas. He's playing. And so if you're going to go out there and gamble, it's apparent that, that, that you can possibly be influenced by outside sources. 
I mean, if you're openly gambling on NFL games and you are an NFL player, then you, you might be swayed to, I don't know, take money from someone to make more money by participating in some illicit illegal activity. That's why he was suspended. I'm not going to file that into Carissa Thompson unless she's going to go out there and put on some pads and, and, and impact the game. I don't know if her reporting is going to have the same impact as an actual player. It, it, it's night and day. 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Toronto, Canada and hear from Matt. Matt, we are up against the break. Please ask your question. All right, JR. Quick, quick, man. I love your show. I just want to ask a question I've been dying to understand and know. As a suffering Atlanta Falcons fan, why is Arthur Smith not using his weapons? I, I, I would love to know that. When this guy was in Tennessee, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, everyone ate. Kyle Pitts, this guy never gets the ball. Bijan, Drake London, like, I don't know, help me. This guy, I don't, this guy trying to coach for his job or just show up and uh, deliver a few FedEx par, uh, parcels. I, I don't know, help me Uh-oh. out. Is that a shot at his dad? Yeah, it is. Whatever. It's okay. I'm, I'm up in Toronto. I can make that shot. Well, let's the people in America make it too. Thank you, Matt, for calling from Toronto. Anyone not familiar? Uh, yeah, Arthur Smith, his, his, his dad is like one of the founders of FedEx. Little, little known fact, if you're not aware. Uh, now, having said that, people here in Atlanta don't, don't like Arthur Smith. People are ready to get him the hell up on out of here. I hate to fill people in, but the owner of the Falcons, uh, Mr. Blank, Arthur Blank, is someone who has a lot of patience. Uh, he's he's not someone that's going to be quick to pull the trigger. I'd be shocked if he fired Arthur Smith. They have taken the approach, they being the Falcons, of trying to see whether or not Ritter is the guy. And you also have Heineke there. Uh, why is he not using the weapons? Well, I don't think they feel comfortable with the guys delivering the football. It's as simple as that. And so the Falcons, I don't want to say they took a risk. They filled out the roster with skilled position players. And certainly, they could go ahead and call a better game. I mean, they drafted Bijan Robinson. Why isn't he featured more? I can tell you this, though. Arthur Smith, I don't think he's going anywhere. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to talk more about the Ravens beating the Bengals tonight. Maybe we get an update on Joe Burrow's wrist. We'll talk about Otani and Acuna winning MVPs. The A's are moving to Vegas. we got a lot to talk about here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 